is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. All right, well, welcome everybody to show number 6.9 of the Schaefer Baseball Report. And Andrew, Andrew did you stay up late last night? Yeah, stayed yeah. up late and I crashed right after the World Same thing, I didn't even watch the party or anything like that. <clears throat> no, it's just, I hit no. the button and went down. Yep. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about the World Series today. Um, we'll talk about uh, you know different programs in, inside CBC, our winter workouts, um, and hunting. And hunting, I guess. I guess you know if we want to bring up hunting, you know, I, I, certainly not football, right? No, no, no. So, um, but we'll be right back after you uh, hear these words from our sponsors. This segment of today's podcast is brought to you by EA Sports Fields. EA Sports Fields provides professional athletic field construction, design, renovation, and maintenance for all levels of play. Former professional groundskeeper for over 20 years, they provide a unique perspective regarding your playing surface. You've heard of the five tools of baseball? EA Sports Fields excels in the five tools of providing an exceptional playing surface for players, owners, groundskeepers, fans, and your community. To learn more about EA Sports Fields, find them on Facebook at EA Sports Fields Incorporated or visit www.easportsfields.com. All right, well, welcome back, everybody, to the Schaefer Baseball Report. We are on number 6.9. 6.9. 6.9, John. 69, yeah, 69. Nothing, Show I, I can't really think of anybody famous who are 69. <laughs> yeah, nothing, I don't know. Nothing you about know, that it, number. No, there's nothing it, about that number Because we always laugh when we go to, uh, when we do like our showcase events and stuff like that, and we're handing out numbers and the kid gets that number. Yeah. And you're like, dude, what's your number? <laughs> yeah. I guess we got to stop putting the point in there. 6.9 is my number. Yeah. Uh, Every time I see it on the radar gun, when we have the screen there and it pops up, I'm, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> 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 Okay, we'll never grow up. I swear, no, I promise. And it's all—it's just because of the the Brian Adams song, not because of anything else. Just the summer of '69 song. That's yeah, all. That's, that's all okay. Yeah, right. Right. I'm yeah. like, you know. that's that's what that's why. Well, that's what why. else would you think? Uh, oh, I don't have no, no idea. Yeah. Whatever. I'm, I'm I'm out of this one. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll oh, stick my. Oh, this is where you draw this the line. Is where I, this, <laughs> right here, this is where this is where I stop. Right here. So World Series ends last night. <laughs> yes, that was probably one of the greatest World Series. That I can remember, I mean that was incredible. Okay, so from, what from we, what, give, so give me. The, I, I told Andrew I thought part of it was boring. I thought it was. I thought, I thought the blowouts were just like you know. I mean, it, well, that, that's. I mean, that's just a sign of the time, Shafe. You know, you just want the highlight plays all the time. I do. You know? Yeah, I do. I, got, I, I'm a got, showcase guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there. You know, there, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. There are times that that there aren't excitement, and a lot yeah. of times that's the parts that I'm more excited about because I'm, you know, I'm looking at it on the pitcher side. Where right. Please don't be home runs all the sure. time. Sure. But uh, I mean, one into the other, no home team won a game. No, that was unbelievable. That the was stars. That was awesome. The stars were stepping up. You know, yep. it was one of those things where it wasn't like you know some random guy who got the big hit or something like that. It was like, you know, Rendon and Soto and Bregman Strasburg and Correa and yep. Scherzer, you know, I mean, it was Verlander, you know, all these names yeah. being thrown out there. And it was just like, I mean, that that's exactly what you have to want when uh, when the season starts as far as just the product. I mean, so no David Eckstein won the MVP. You know, none of has, that. None of that. Steven Strasburg gets it, a pitcher. I want to say like, <laughs> Remember when Phil Lombardi hit the the, sacrifice, yeah, yeah. Or the, the, the base hit to win the 91, yep. the 91 series? It's like, yeah, no, no none of that. It, I mean, this was just, it was star-studded. Um, it was managed well. I thought it was a fishy. I, I, did, I thought the umping was a little, yeah. a little, uh. Yeah. Um, right before the home run, the three, the 2-1 the pitch. 
to Soto was a strike. Right. And, you know, you put him 3-1, now you walk him, and next next guy hits home run, and it costs you the lead. Mm-hmm. I thought the umpiring was a little shaky. The interference call at first base. I mean, the guy was at the bag when the ball hit him in the back. I know, and, and the throw was up the inside the line. I mean, yeah. if, if it's a good throw, that's not even brought to anybody's attention. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just what it is. But he, that, that rule has been flawed forever. Well, it's, it's a bad flawed rule. for the right-hand hitter, too, because right. the right-hand hitter is coming from six feet over on the left side as where sure. the left-hand hitter is coming straight His down first the line. two steps puts him on the grass almost you every single time. You have to run through the time. grass to right. run a straight And then line. you'll have to run almost like a question mark to get to the bag. So that's, you know, so that, I mean, that that's the only good that's probably going to come out of that play is that, uh, you know, they're going to have to change that rule. They're not going to change that because you put that box outside the bag. So if you're a, if you're a right-handed hitter and you're two steps into the grass and then you got to cut back, yeah. Right, and it's a bang bang situation. We're counting, you know. I mean, I have no problem with that. I mean, it's always been a judgment call to an extent, anyways, unless you know it's just straight in the box guy. But if that guy just runs in a straight line and doesn't do any veering and just stays right. in a straight line, he goes the right bag, to the middle of the bag. I don't see any. I, I, that that seems fair. That's really. Seems and usually, if you see that call, it's never from a ball that got that far into the infield. It's always mm-hmm. a catcher trying to step out. It's and, a catcher and throwing tr- the ball. thrown over the top of the runner or something like that, and he's got to get out of the uh, get out of the way. So they'll change. They'll they'll work on that rule in, in the winter meetings, and then we'll have a new you know a should new the rule. should the home plate umpire call that too? I feel like he the doesn't home have plate the umpire angle. should call that. He should call. I just it. feel like he doesn't have the angle on that. You know, he has to all see the where the ball is. He has all the balls in front of the bag too, as far as fair and foul. Like that's inside the base pass. That's all his. No, no, I get it's that, but I'm saying pass. as far as the angle or where the well, ball is that's inside is what I'm saying. That's inside the base. That's pass, just so tough. That's, for, that's just tough for him to make that. I, I, I don't. I, think he's it's got. A tough I mean, call. he's got. He's got the. He's got the line on the runner where the runner is in the right. zone. I don't know that you know. You know, you dictate the the throw. That kick can fly too, but it was because it. I mean, that was bang bang, and, and uh, you know, who who's at first? Um, was Uriel? Uriel. You know, he reaches over and and at the same time, I mean, he's reaching across the bag. So the throw took him into the play. Right. The runner didn't necessarily take him into the play. No, and you have to step into fair territory to hit the bag. Like right. you can't stay in the box right. and hit the bag. Right. So the other so what are your options there? So you just you just eliminate that rule or you just say, you know, if you're not if you're not in the dirt as you go across the bag, you know, like if you're running down the grass to block something out, then obviously you'll you'll be out. Or the only other reason the other thing you could do and it would it would they can't do it. Is move the bag to the foul territory? No, mm-hmm. if you have to. Run, you have to run in a straight line. Right. If you're running in a straight line, and you've established your lane, mm-hmm. then that's your lane. Yeah. I mean, just like the base pass, and, and you know, you, it's not necessarily a straight line between the base pass and dictates your the base path. You know, you create your own base path. As mm-hmm. soon as you take off out of the box, your straight line is your straight line. Well, it's the same thing because, like you're saying, you create pretty basically create your own base path when you're going from first to second, second to third, or third or third to home. Mm-hmm. So why is it going to be any different? Is that it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't right. be. Right. It, it shouldn't be. So there, there were a little a lot of good options for the MVP. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people did a lot of good things. That could not have been an easy decision to. You know, especially to give it to a pitcher, right? And I granted, he's two and zero in the World Series, and he, and he pitched great. But he's five and zero through the whole postseason. Mm-hmm. You can't take any of the, any the, the prior championships into play, you know. Even though he was five and zero, but you know what he did there? You had Eaton, you had Rendon, you know, Rendon you had Strasburg. Had a heck of a oh my series. gosh! I mean, a heck of a playoff run. Yeah. I mean, their team since you know September first has been yeah. playing that kind of baseball, and yeah. that's that's the that you know when you know for people who either like or dislike the the wild card, you can't disagree that. That's what you you want out of a wild card. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that is. I mean, they came in. They came in hot. Mm-hmm. They came in hungry. They were yep. fighting to the end, and then you run into that. And you know, to me, you know, those are the scariest teams to face. 
you know, in nothing football, to lose almost. Football, basketball, baseball. I like mean, the, when somebody plays the Jets every week. David, <laughs> that's the extent of my football. We're done right. after that. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll circle back on that. We'll circle back so on the that. MVP race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the MVP could have gone. It could have gone to three or four different guys. Yeah. It could have. It, yeah. it really, it really easily could have, and, <clears throat> and it may have been even. You know, I, I like you know you got to give it to the winning team or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, there were some some outstanding performances on the other side too. I mean, it was it was a really good series. Yet uh, you have some of the best arms in the game. You know, nobody snuck in there without no. pitching. No, you know. I mean, you had Loaded. Cy Young award, yeah. award winners. You yeah. had multi Cy Young award winners. Yeah. You had the guy that was going to win the Cy that's going to win the year. Cy Young yeah. award this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely can't complain about the World Series. This and year. then you probably have the the brightest star. I think, as far as rookies go in the game in, in Soto this year. Youngest kid ever to be in a World Series? No. No? No. 2020? Yeah, but remember when Andrew Jones hit two home runs when he was 19? Right, so right, right, right. He's very young, and there was some there was some record he had set for right. how many home runs he'd hit or something like that yeah. at his age. Uh, I mean, no question. Though. I mean, he's a 20-year-old. He's, uh, he reminds me of Griffey. You know, I got to watch that. For, well, I actually got to watch it for four years because playing against him in the first year that I was in the big leagues, and then playing with him the next three years. I mean, it's just almost like it's, it's it, the beauty of it, it's fun for him. You know, he's, he's joking around, he's messing around, he's just being a kid playing the game. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no pressure of being, you know, I'm this young and I'm, I'm batting fourth in, the, in, in a World Series winner's lineup. <clears throat> he's confident, man. Yeah. He's, he's a good defender, too. A good defender, yep. good defender. I mean, you'd love for a guy to be a center fielder, right fielder, but, uh, you know, you, you, do, you know, Bonds was a good left fielder, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he had... Some stuff I think there. I think we called it too when we did the bracket out on the board. I think we called that the Nats would give the Dodgers the most trouble, yeah, out of anyone, just yeah. the way their pitching rotation was set. So it's interesting. That's why I say you get there. You just on paper, <laughs> on paper they shouldn't have been there. I mean, they should have been there because of the pitching oh, staff. On paper, oh. they should have been there in April. Right. Yeah. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have had to win a wild card you know, to get August there. August fifteenth. Right. They shouldn't have been there. Right. Um, but you know that's we still the Dodgers should have been there if you look at everything on paper. If you look at everything on paper, the Dodgers should have been there. But you know one of the things about that is that the West Division was so weak. Like they're 104, 106 wins. I mean, you know, you throw that in the Central, you throw that in the East, and you're probably looking at a, a 94 win team. You know, right. it was it was there was some there was there was a little excess put on that win total. You know, you look at their flaws, and I mean, they become apparent in the playoffs when you're playing against teams that are are st- stacked from one to the other. Right. You can see where their weaknesses are, and and the weaknesses. You know, it, it seemingly there was a little. Uh, the Washingtons were a little light in the bullpen, mm-hmm. but that lineup was was scary. Yeah. Their two catchers are good too, man. Suzuki and Gomes. Yeah, those yeah. guys. You know, watching those guys receive and block. Yeah. I mean, that's that was pretty impressive. Yeah, they, that that the blocking part was impressive to me because there's some filth coming out of their hands that they, that they are intentionally throwing in the dirt. See so if they can get chase swings. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're yeah. they're sitting there. Suzuki the other night put on a show when Scherzer was battling yeah. and uh, it was yeah. game one. He was battling. game one. I mean, he was ba- he. Must, I mean, he was blocking some fastballs yeah. in the dirt. Yeah, it was. And I mean, that they, were off. They, that were they, off the dish. That weren't even like you know, like directly over the plate. I mean, he was sliding out, keeping sliding stuff in out, front and of him. just killing it right yep. in front of him. It wasn't like he yeah. was just you know getting up some body on it. Like he. See, was that's why I wish. I, I just wish. I, I wish kids watched more baseball than, than you know. I mean, we grew up with it because there wasn't a whole slew of options other than you know you know you either watch the news or you watch i love lucy or you watch <laughs> baseball i love lucy yeah, yeah man wasn't that on in the 50s man probably you know Jesus, how old lucy, are you? lucy. <laughs> how old are you? yeah you i'm very old i'm you hear very about old garrett cole last night how he said he 
I'll read it. <clears throat> Garrett Cole said before granting interviews tonight, which was last night, that he was no longer an employee of the Astros. Whoa. He gone. Big bank. That's 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 two twenty five to two fifty. If I tell you what, if I'm the the Padres or the Angels and I have the money to throw at it, yeah, I'll go four years, two hundred million on. Yeah, well, he was walking five years. He was walking up. Did you see him when he was walking off the field and he was looking at the Nats? He was like watching them, you know, like watching him jump around. I'm thinking he's thinking that man look good in that uniform. They can't. Could you imagine that? They got too much money there though. They're going to have to get Rendon. They got they got every sign Rendon. He's a free agent. Yeah, that's going to cost a pant load. They got Scherzer. They got Strasburg's contracts. They've got some big contracts. They're going to be good next year too. Um, Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be. So good. yeah, so Strasburg can opt out of a hundred million. Yeah, I don't. I, you don't. I mean, you can, but do you opt out of that? If you're gonna, if you're gonna lock in, I mean, if, if they can renegotiate him right now, yeah. right, and take him to two twenty five, two fifty. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't. I don't think he commands as much as Cole right now. Yeah, I agree. Given, and, and not that I mean, he's awesome. You know, he's he's yeah. an awesome pitcher. But I mean, I I don't think it's it's that much more he'll get. He may get some more years. You know, maybe they'll. Oh look yeah, at, maybe I mean, as far as his, his annual, yeah, with, maybe with the, the annual number. You know, sure. the Nationals may Listen. be able to look at doing that. You know, he's what thirty-one. Yeah, you know that the other cool part about that. So you got Zimmerman, that was the first pick ever by the Nationals, two thousand, right? Yeah, he was like a two thousand. And then you got Strasburg, that was the one-one that went to the Nationals. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they, you know, they spent their careers. It'd be nice to see both those guys just finish out there. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, I it's, it's rare, it. be, but love it. Um, you know, but I, that. You know, so you're talking about their, their ball pen. I mean, it, you know, nobody's, like, thrilled about their pen. It's kind of, you know, scary. But you got guys that can go seven innings where most people are only going five now. Well, yeah. And, and then you take your, you know, you take your starters. You know, you take a guy like Corbin and you use him in a relief role. Mm-hmm. And his stuff plays in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, you can you can cover up the bullpen a little bit that way. And that's, you know, that's where the Dodgers' weakness right. was. You know, you, Kershaw, for as great as he is as a starter... In regular season, in regular season and stuff, you know, eighty-eight to ninety out of the pen in the eighth yeah. doesn't doesn't cut it. Right. That's not that's not helpful. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's always that's always the interesting part when you have such great starters and you got to make that decision. Do I, you know, do I? Do I, I mean, they sent Grinky out for one more. They sent him out after the seventh. Did they send him into the eighth or they sent him seventh. into the seventh? seventh right. The so seventh. you know, you can see, you know, every pitch, every pitch in that environment is a stressful pitch. So it, it wears you down more than if you you know you get you know because you get one run two run I was I was texting my cousin Rich back and forth on the uh, on the game he's you know he's just a freak uh, when it comes to sports and you know he was I just told him you know they need they need at least one more run you know yeah. because every time you send somebody to to the dishes to tie a game you, you probably needed three you know because it does this you know you're not often getting two guys on base but you're gonna get that one guy on base and everybody that comes up behind him has a chance to do damage and. You know, it changes the game. But, you know, that was cool. I loved Hendricks' home run. I mean, I, I like that. I like to see those veterans. You're talking about the salty guys. I mean, you know, and, and Eaton. I mean, the, you know, the red, the veterans, I mean, across the board, everybody did what they were supposed to do on the Nationals. There was no there was no letdown. I really don't see any letdown to, except for maybe Robles. Um, and know, he's, I mean, I mean and he's a great field, center field yeah, play. is just, you know, made up for hitting a buck 30. Yeah. <laughs> and know? he had a couple of uh, hits in the series that, you know, yeah. in, the, in the, I think it was game four or five, he had a big yeah. hit in that series. So, I mean, there was, yeah, there was, there was, you know, talking about Grinky and stuff like that. Um, you know, that's where those, those power guys like Scherzer and Strasburg, you know, late in the game, they can still be more valuable. Right. And Grinky and your Kershaw's and stuff, <clears throat> they start losing their value because those guys see him a third time. You know, it's not like they're rolling through the pitchers anymore. 
and they're in the, yeah. you've got those regular no, season, yep. you got those regular season lineups that you're just mm-hmm. like, Hey, we got to see what he can do. Like they are going to put somebody up there to, that's going to cause you problems. You know, yeah. there's just so much more scrutiny on it. it makes it tough for those guys. So, so, the, so the game ends, they, they, they don't dogpile, they jump around, which is cool because that always scares me about dogpiles, man. I don't think somebody's going to kill the tear up oh, his shoulder or something like that. You can't that. do a $500 million dogpile. No. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you got to jump around and dance. So they go in the clubhouse, they celebrate, they party, they have their you know, their, their speech. So it's almost like, okay, now the party's really going to begin because now they're going to get on the plane. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be... That's going to be ruckus, man. Because I've been, you know, I was on sub five hundred teams, and planes have been pretty freaking yeah. out of control as far as the way. When you're going, when you're going from Seattle to New York or Seattle to Boston, you got like a three and a half, four hour flight. Oh, man. oh dude, and you're like sitting on. Six. Oh my god, you're, and you're on the runway before it even takes off, and everybody's just is going. Like I bet. card games have started. You know, uh, the rookies, food. the rookies are just loaded to bear with uh, beer bags. <laughs> exactly right, man. We are exactly not going right. out on this flight. No, you stick. It's funny how it sections off too. You know, your first your first couple of years, you got to sit closer to the staff, and then you slowly kind of inch back, and then you know, then you're in the cool crowd. Oh, you know what? You know, the, you know what the exception to that is? It was the rookie beer bag guy. Oh yeah, he, he gets sits to sit in the back, back of the old and hands it out. He's got to carry the beers. Yeah. So I'll tell you the, the the craziest team that I was on was with Oakland. You know, with with Carney Lansford and Eckersley and you know Steinbeck and and these guys were hardcore to begin with, and uh, you know salty vets with you know eighteen years and. <clears throat> You know, that was uh, they took over the plane as soon as you got on, and they would invite back who they wanted to invite back. Cause first year I got to Oakland, well, the first time I got to Oakland, I knew nobody except playing against them. You know, and I'm so I'm kind of sitting in the middle. Like I know I'm a veteran, you know, to an extent, but I'm not an 18 year veteran at all. I may have, you know, three years or four years in, and then all the rookies are sitting in front of me, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, you know, I'm, you get, you know, you trade in the middle of the season, you're like, and I'll say, hey. Shaver, come back. And then the first thing they want to go is like, so what's the Mariners' signs? Like, what are they using? Like, what about the, you know, they're like, they're, they're picking for information. Or what do you think about this guy? What do you think about that guy? And then, you know, then, then you're in. Then it's like, you know, break out your wallet. We're going to take it in a card game. So all, all good stuff. Um, so they're on the plane. They travel back. But, then, you know, did you win championships in the minor leagues? In minor leagues, I won a couple. Yeah. Uh, with the, the Mud Hens. Yeah. Uh, we did that. One, one year we did it on the road. One year we did it at home. That was pretty fun. Then uh, the we won the we clinched the pennant with uh, with the Phillies in 07. Had a big party and that that party went all night, man. Yeah, we were at Pat Burrell's penthouse later on that night. It was yeah, it gets stupid, doesn't it? That was a good time. <laughs> those are those are like for like on your deathbed. I gotta tell you something. <laughs> you know, I did you know this. What I, remember I about, did this. You know what I remember about that night is uh, I don't a hundred percent remember it, but I, the, the next day I get a call on my phone from the credit card company, and my my there was like weird charges on my credit card. I had left it at a Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Free tacos, but uh, and, uh, and it was uh, it got used at a at a at a, uh, a hair salon. Nice, a hair salon, an ethnic yeah. hair salon, and yeah. uh, and they were like, you know, this is you know they they called because it didn't make any sense right. or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's uh, that's that's mine. That's mine. So we're gonna. Yeah. I remember, but I sort of don't remember. Yeah, there's been there's been those nights. We I won four, four um, championships, <clears throat> and only one of them one of them was on the road, and that was in Rochester. And again, they're all good parties afterwards, regardless. I mean, it's and it's just idiots. But then all of a sudden, you know, you're packing up the next day, and it's like it's over. You know, it's almost like anticlimactic that you're like, ah, geez, you know. But well, such yeah. a good time, and you partied so hard the night before, and, you know, everybody was stupid. Everybody loves everybody, too. 
even even the, even the guys that you just uh, you're a dickhead, uh, you know, you know, you know. I'm glad like, I love you, man. We're yeah. champs. Yeah. Woo! You know, yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's just it's part of the euphoria. But yeah. the, and then there's with AAA when you're in AAA, there's that rub too on the last day. Oh yeah, you win the championship and going? you're like, okay, are they gonna, uh, gonna tap my shoulder or mm. am I just gonna go home? Yeah, it's like you know, we just won a championship. I just had a good run, and that's it. It's See over. You later. Done. Yeah, some of the guys, it's 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 a swan song at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like that was the that was the last two rounds. They hung around. They got one more last check, and then you know, then you got the rookies that are like you know, like to do this at the next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of stuff. So now got back. How long did you wait before you started working out? Uh, after the season, yeah. Um, I always had to run a little bit, so I never like stopped the cardio part of it, mm-hmm. um, or else I would just be like thousand pounds, which would be pretty cool. Sure, yeah. you just sit around drinking. I don't know if I could do a lot of things in this world, but I could be fat. You could be fat <laughs> and be good at it, <laughs> and be, be really damn good, good yeah. at it. I yeah, could do that. you're that kid that calls his grandmother on that commercial and says, "Hey, can I get another grape soda?" Yeah, that's you. Um, no, I, I, it wasn't. I mean, it's just <laughs> genetics, unfortunately, just genetics. But uh, so I always had to, I always had to keep up on the cardio. But right. it was probably around, uh, you know, somewhere in the Thanksgiving uh, yeah. time frame that I would uh, get back in and you know get you know squatting and yeah and, and you know doing all the all the heavy lifting stuff and then you know try to transition a little bit more in January and February away from that and into the you know making sure I'm doing some speed some speed stuff uh I lo- basketball was my my thing uh, especially when I was you know under 25 I guess right. but uh, I, as soon as the season was over you know instead of doing this sort of cardio you know go run around I'd go play basketball mm-hmm. all the time I would go play basketball and um I, b- believe it or not one of the best indicators I think <clears throat> is vertical leap mm-hmm. uh when I would come home in the off season and I'd play basketball um, you know, I, I could feel myself getting stronger going up, mm-hmm. you know, eventually, you know, after a couple of weeks, you know, you're in your legs and stuff like that. And, you know, being able to dunk and do all these different dunks when, when I was, what? when I was, when I was in that phase though, he's playing an eight foot hoop. He's was. a trampoline. Yeah. yeah. Trampoline. But my, velo- my velocity, when I was playing basketball, when I was jumping higher, my right. velocity was also higher. Cause your legs are stronger. Mm-hmm. And my explosion. Your explosion. Mm-hmm. So, uh. I, I mean, you know, it's obviously, you know, at your own risk. But yeah. I thought basketball was just a, a great kind of supplement to, to baseball as far as the, the, the different exercises I would do. Because you can't just, you know, baseball, you can't do baseball and get in baseball right, shape. Right. You know, you have to go and do other You can get, get fat during the season. Shape. Oh, yeah, you can. You can easily get fat during the season. I tried. Yeah. I tried. Every year I try. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was usually November that I would get into the heavy lifting stuff. Um, running... We used to run a lot more distance stuff than they do now. Nowadays, it's a lot more just speed, mm-hmm. speed, speed, speed. Uh, but a lot of distance stuff. Uh, and I still like the distance stuff to an extent. Just because, oh, you still run? Uh, here and there. I'm actually, my right. Anna's made me get a Peloton for, for oh, my cool. 40th. I just had my 40th. She made me get a Is Peloton. Is it in the house? It's, we haven't had a delivery. Got a hot yet. trainer? You like the, oh, you're uh, going all male. Well, here's the thing. Oh. Like, I'm done. John! Push it, John! I can't, I can't run like I used to, man. My knees, my knees are going and stuff. Yeah. Like I, I need a bike. You know, I, I just need a bike instead of running anymore. So you got the whole program with it. You got like you can pick We're your trainer from all over. Yeah, like yeah, you're gonna yeah. like this is like uh, Match.com. It's like Match.com. <laughs> like oh, I like her today. I'm, you know, 
doing the member yeah you do do the membership thing on yeah. that and then you can join the different classes and and do the different uh Every now challenges and, then you and stuff pop a wheelie like just pull it up like you're riding a wheelie down the street right uh, i was i was hoping they had a, <laughs> you know they, they only send you the one type of bike but i was hoping they had like a like a schwinn model like so i could just like chill on the bike and, uh, like and ride kickba- oh yeah, yeah. You, know, one, just, you don't even need your hands you just got your feet going yeah, like a yeah. beach cruiser got it but no nah, they want speed bikes i don't get it yeah but i'm not wearing those shoes man no no i'm not you don't get like on. the cool shoes and put them in the hoops and all that no nah. You don't have like the way to tight the spandex. In. Like you're not going to like what's the Lululemons and getting yourself some mandexes. Oh, yeah, Is that sure, what they call them? Mandexes? Spanks? Manx? Never heard of either Spanx. of those terms. Yeah. You never heard of spanks? Spanks no. are uh, yeah. they're, they're an item that yeah. tucks in Everything. areas of your body to make them look trimmer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> I don't wear them on my bike, I swear. Hey, so. we, I tell you what we've all seen. We've all seen at some point the uh, bikers pull up to a red light. And they can't get that clip off their shoe. And yeah. they, <laughs> go over. they go over. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I hope they don't hurt themselves when they do it. But, man, I get a kick out of every time. I, I don't get those uniforms, man. You know, like uh, you, like you're on a team. It's it's almost like uh, oh, like, the like playing in the like men's they, league. They wear their jersey. You know, they're playing in the men's league. Yeah. I mean, yep. there is some function to the type of, of stuff they wear, but they always have like those those crazy colors and yeah. like, you know, it's, it's seven, like a Seven Eleven like on every back. I'm seven sponsored by Seven Eleven. Crazy, but I used to go to Vegas. After I did that for about ten years after the season, just go and decompress. But I, I was opposite than you. I would I would have to come into spring training heavier, and I would lose weight, you know, throughout the season, and then just you know jump back in it and eat. You know, I could eat everything in the off season just to kind of put on pounds. I was still lifting, so it wasn't like I was getting fat or anything like that. But I would going you know different i mean i could eat butter i could eat bread i could you know i just i needed the stuff that was just going to load me up so i'd go into spring training you know heavy and not feel as good as i did you know halfway through the season when i shed it but i you know you got to get on the scale and show you know you weighed this much my first my first spring training was with the orioles right and um you know they asked me to come in at a certain weight after they after my rookie year so i went to rookie ball and spring training and that's when they, they used to line us up, you know, everybody standing in their underwear and you get on the scale and they, they do the thing. And then, you know, you go get yourself measured and then you back out. So I knew that I, I didn't I didn't make I was I was probably shy about 10 pounds of what they wanted me to, to get. There. I felt strong. I felt good. So as we're in line, I, I got the, the white athletic tape and a 10 pound weight. And I stepped out and I and I put, put, taped it to my ass, <laughs> and I pulled my underwear. So I walked straight up to the thing. I got on. I got on the scale, hit the mark, just rolled back over, did my thing, turned around, backed up, took the tape off, and so I I, I made my uh, yeah. I made my mark. I was they, the opposite. I was like in the bathroom trying to go. <laughs> you puking, gagging yourself, puking, like a wrestler, <laughs> hoping I had to see if I had to go number two yeah. again, trying to get trying um, to get trying to make the numbers look good. <clears throat> I had one season I did come in a little too light. I came in a little yeah. too light. I got down to like the 215, 220 range, uh-huh. which was for me that was a, that was on the lighter side, and I did not feel good that yeah. year. I wasn't bouncing back as quickly. Mm-hmm. My my kind of my ideal weight ended up being between 225 and 230. That's where I could mm-hmm. I could go out and I could I was strong. I wasn't you know I wasn't fat or but I I was recovering. For for some reason at that 215, 220 range, I mean, felt like I had you know my everything just right. hurt. After every game, yeah, I didn't. So I don't know. I don't know. I, there's some, there may be some. CC Sabathia was the same way. CC Sabathia came in that year. You know, everybody's like, you know, trim down, get under, you know, get under a certain weight. And uh, David Wells did the same thing. And then they, it, it doesn't, doesn't, 
equate for them. They, they just don't feel comfortable in that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, my wife would probably say, yeah, I probably looked my best that year, and yeah. this was before I knew her. So, right. some, some <laughs> probably some random, probably. some rando in Alabama yeah. may have said, <laughs> <laughs> Heather Parento. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, she's she, oh she's Alabama, she's Alabama that's right. girl. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. no, I'll be getting a call. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, yeah. There's right now it's probably blowing weight. up. There's something about that that, that weight that yeah, <clears> just <throat> I could I could be too light and and so I was uh, it, that that was it was a relief though knowing that I didn't have to like diet that hard. You right. know, it's like okay, this is this is just where I need to be as long as I can maintain this weight and I'm strong, I'll be good to go. Yeah. So we have we have workouts here. Obviously, we have our winter workouts, and we're going to start. In, in a couple of weeks, um, right after the gala in November, it's critical for these kids to get on these programs now, though, because I don't know about you know. For me, like I, I, I lifted because my buddies, all my buddies weren't baseball players; they were football players, and they were going to go to college to play football. So all, all my all my lifting was free weights, you know, Olympic cleaning jerks and stuff like that. And um, but now it's more the, the science of the game has benefited these guys along the way, and that's part of our P five program that we're doing. That we're we're going to look talk about incorporating tread and the measurements and all that and getting metrics. But you know it, these kids have to stay on that program now because you you used to be able to go into college and not be that specimen, and they'll say, okay, we'll put it on in you know your freshman year. You'll do X Y. Now you got to go in ready to go because it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense on the majority of college programs their strength and conditioning program when you get there. Because now they got actual trainers. Well, we had like a universal gym. You know, you go put the plug, the pin in, the, the weights, and, you know, everything was static. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's uh, It's just the way it's just the way it, everything's evolved. They know more about it, so we know how to use it more. And, yeah. and everybody's expected to use it. Uh, you, you know, you can't – gone are the times where you can just – you can be a multi-sport player. But you can't shut off everything about a sport. You can't just stop doing everything mm-hmm. for a sport anymore. It's just not the nature of it. Uh, pitchers, you know, there there may be a little brief period where you're you know you're not throwing the baseball and stuff right. like that. But really, you know, shortly <clears throat> after that, you're getting into your your flexibility and your strengthening phase. And you know, in the December portion, and then in the January portion, you're transitioning into your your throwing program along with uh, you know your uh, your speed. And, do, and doing those kind of drills, and you you can't you know if you if you sit back and you think you're going to show up at tryouts and make a team and then and then get yourself into baseball shape, you're 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 not going to make it. No, no, you got to stay in shape all, all year round. I mean, some, a lot of these high schools are trying to incorporate you know strength and conditioning programs, so everybody's in the weight room. Everybody's you know mm-hmm. being introduced to a, a strength and conditioning program to a degree. They don't issue though you, you know you talk about multi sport guys is that you know there's different there's different forms of training for every sport. And you have to stay whatever your your next level is. You got to stay somewhat specific to that that training. And what yeah, happens yeah. when you get in the high schools? And and I'm not saying everybody. I think you know, I'm just I'm just well, kind of generalizing. One of the things I was just going to kind of add to that was that you can some some sports are complementary to other sure. sports. You yeah. know, bat, like I mentioned, basketball being yeah. being something I liked. It. That was complementary in the the when the the time of year the season ran and how mm. it ran up to the baseball season. But there was still a portion in the second half of the high school basketball season where I would have to start my throwing program. And I had a great high school coach. He was a, you know, a guy named Paul Graber. And he would allow me 10 or 15 minutes on, on the days that I needed to go get my long tossing done mm-hmm. and then you know, come back to basketball practice. You know, right. He was understanding right. that that was something right. I needed to go do. Uh, but you know the, the the agility that I got from basketball worked really well right into baseball. Mm-hmm. As but if you weren't a basketball player, you would have had to have been trying to find a way to do that 
to get yourself in shape for the baseball season. Yeah, you know. No, I, th- I think you're right. I think basketball. I think some of the best athletes in the world are basketball players. They're multi-directional. They're up down. They're all you know. They're, they're visual. They're constantly in movement. Um, it's functional movement. You know, you look. It at is the, all functional. You look like the crossfitting and, uh, and and the different trends that are out there these yeah. days. And and a lot of them, you're trying to work different parts of your body at the same time, as opposed to the kind of the traditional way when we would go to the weight room, where it would be one muscle group would be right. all you'd focus on. So you see, you know, beach been, muscles, man. Straight, yeah. straight off. Chest and curls to the girls. Hot dogs are over there. Yeah. Pump you up. <laughs> have to pump you up, man. So, so yeah. So these kids have to get into programming. We have our P five pitching program, which I want to, which I do want to promote. With, which you and Tim run. Yeah, the carving station. That the goes, carving uh, station. December and January. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, so and again, it's not just you know people think you're, you're CBC. It's not specific just to CBC kids. CBC kids is part of their program and they're mm-hmm. in it. But you know we, you know we, we want to make everybody better. You know, so, yeah. you know, and our yeah. program. You know, find the program. Don't just lock in because it's. You know, your coach over there says you need to stay in our program and do this. Go do what you need to do, where you need to do it, and where you're going to get the best results. Because if you're not, you're going to see kids. And, and, you know, we got a couple examples in this building of kids that were just kind of average arms that are now putting themselves in positions to be mid-major D1 kids, possibly very high D2 kids, that, you know, they were just kind of, their bodies, you know, they almost look soft, Mm -hmm. you know, and they were just putting a jersey on and they had good loose arms or whatever. And now they're, you know, their body's changing, the eyeball test changed, because that's a big piece of this recruiting process for these guys too. Yeah. To a degree, yes, and then to another degree, no, because, you know, you don't have to be the biggest, strongest, you don't have to be the biggest guy on the field, but you better be one of the strongest guys on the field. But a lot of these recruiters, it's just easier like, to get eyes on you. If sure, you look if you're apart. six one, six two, and you're chiseled, and 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 you know the the jersey, you know, you it's don't have to wear spanks. You don't have to wear spanks or whatever to, to to look good in your uniform. Yeah. So it's a it's a big part of it, and you know one of the big things, you know, and, and you know I'm obviously biased towards our program, but you know there's there's, there's programs out there, and you, and mm-hmm. buying into the program and committing to the program is the most important part. You know, even with uh, there's kids that occasionally come to the to our carving station or our clinics or things like that, and they'll kind of be half in, half out. You know, that you know, I'm I'm kind of dipping my toe in this. You know, it's one of those things where you, they don't get the results you're looking for. You don't unless get, you commit. You have to commit. You got to commit. You have to commit to the program. Yep. And you know, whether where there's carving station, which I you know I hope the, the the pitchers in the area consider, or it's something else, man. You, you commit to it and then. And then give it an honest chance before you sit there and say, no, this isn't going to be it. CBCbaseball.net if you want more information on it and you want to register for the, for the, uh, the carving station. and um, You'll have a good time. So I have to get in shape. Yeah, you do. No, just because I'm, I'm getting called back to the Mariners Fantasy Camp oh. hey, but in they're not, they're not asking you to pay, right? <laughs> yeah. They're saying I owe them money from all the years they, all the years they had me on the roster. They want me to, they want me to earn yeah, it might happen. <laughs> it might happen. So I'll be calling you for a loan if that if that goes down. So that's pretty cool. You know, I I don't know. I have dreams, right? That I'm actually getting called back up. I don't know if you ever do or yeah. getting called back to play. Do you have them? My dream is that I'm I knew stuck this was in coming. the dang locker room. <laughs> yeah, and I can't find my socks or I can't exactly. find something. And the game's starting, and I've got to get out there. Yep. And I can't find something. I never get there. I do that. It's it's yeah. always either I, or I'm going to the stadium and I went the wrong way, and I can't find the locker room, or I get into the I get into the dugout late and the game started and I'm trying to hide from the manager so he doesn't know I'm late, but I never get in the game. 
I, yeah, I never play the game. It's, amazing. it's always the prep for it. And every and stuff baseball like that. guy you talk to has these dreams. <clears throat> they're, they're so weird. It's, you know, it's it's the uh, you know, the, there there were no rules. You know, there weren't any rules when we played except be on time. Be on you know, time. Be on time. Yeah. And for some reason, like all all the ones that are, all the dreams that I have that are yeah. kind of along those lines have something to do with me being late. Yeah. And it was like that was my fear. Like I was all never baseball. late. I was never late. I mean, I would be in the clubhouse hours. Before that was yeah that was you me know, I was always I was certainly super not, early. you know you're not a superstar so you better not be you know walking in like you are yeah. you know I'm like hey I'm, everybody's coming in I'm like the Walmart greeter like hey I'm here hey, yeah. good to see you I had a better chance of being at the ballpark three hours early and then being late to stretch because I was doing something else in the club I was not paying attention at <laughs> the time yeah but it wasn't Card because game. I wasn't there card game you know you get go get you know playing hacky sack in the auxiliary yeah. locker room or did something. did you play cards were you a card player oh, I loved I played I hearts I so how about how about when you you take a BP and there's a rain delay it's coming and everybody's like creeping closer to the dugout because you only have so many seats yeah, at the table. Yeah, you're sitting in the bullpen trying to figure out your foursome. <laughs> yeah, you're like, are we doing? Yeah. Okay. yeah, so hearts and pluck were yeah, the two big pluck. ones. We'd play some euchre time to time. Spades. Uh, yeah, spades. They're yeah. all in that same family yeah. of, you know, of card games. and it, I loved hearts. Hearts yeah. was my favorite game. I mean, it was... Hey, people took pride in that. Like, I'm the best hearts player on this team, man. It's, wow. There's it's, a, guy, uh, a guy down in uh, Myrtle Beach, Billy Sylvester. Yeah. Uh, I played with him all the time. <clears throat> uh, he, was a good, he was a good player. Yeah. Man. But we, we played, I played thousands of hours yeah. of hearts. And I mean, the, the best thing about the hearts game was that it wasn't an established team. You know, you would team up during the game to try to smash people and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But there was no like pecking order and it was like a free for <laughs> no, all. It I was good. It. How about on the planes, man? We used to, the planes were the money. Like, you know, you couldn't really gamble in the clubhouse, but you're gambling. You know what I mean? You keep them scoring. You're going to give $5 or whatever at the end of the day or whatever. But on the planes, when we got our meal money, and you stepped up, and if you were if you were a gambler and you were in, the first round was the three card guts. It was not even you don't even gamble. You take your meal money. So if we're on a ten day road trip, it was seventy dollars. <throat> I mean seven hundred dollars. You drop it in the pot. Six guys, right? And then they just start going king, jack, dude, and you know you're like you know he's out. I got it. And then if you win, like you got thousands of dollars right there. You better save that for oh, the dude, next time I, you lose. No kidding, because you know, like man, my contract was nothing, man. My contract, my first contract in the big leagues was sixty nine thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, so meal money was a huge like you want to get invited to spring league uh, big league camp just because you were going to get the meal money, the meal money in dude. cash, in cash is right, you know, and it wasn't taxed. None of that stuff was taxed back then. It was just it was just given to you. But no, you're going to yeah, get a call was, from the IRS today. I, well, I, I am thinking they're going to cuff me at my Mariners fantasy camp, and I won't get to that game ever again. Oh, yeah. It'd be, It'd be the same there. thing. It'd be like another another nightmare. Um, we got our home plate gala coming up a week from tomorrow. That was, that was a week a from tomorrow. Transition, wasn't from, it? That was super smooth. Huh? You know, I'm, I'm working on my game here. I'm working on it. Um, Home Plate Gala, November 8th at Ballantyne Resort. Ballantyne Hotel and Spa, they call it now. It used to be the Ballantyne Resort. Great night. Jack Leggett is going to get a spirit of the game. Francis Crockett Ringley, uh, first lady of baseball. we got Mark Chiardi getting out, which we thought we were going to lose him again because those Southern California fires are... Last year he couldn't get here because his house was right in the path and they burnt down all that paradise. I guess mm-hmm. he was south of that or whatever, but... But, uh, you know, moving... No, he was in Malibu the fires. The Paradise was the up Malibus, north. The Malibus, the Malibus, Yeah, right. he was up north. Or Malibus. the Paradise was up north. I don't know. It just burned California. No, I'm kidding. Don't. Don't do that. <laughs> Take out California. So, Gavin Newsom. We're not going politics this morning. Because um, if, if we, get if we to, don't if talk, talk, talk about politics, we football. I, got it. I knew that was coming. Right, no right. football, no politics. I'm out. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But um, we've, had, we've had really good... Um, 
ticket sales this mm-hmm. year. Really good ticket sold sales. Out. We sold out. Um, we've had great table sponsors, and we've had great corporate sponsors. So real quick, I want to just go down the list. But 5M Power, Architect Sports, CPI, uh, EA Sports Field, Eddie and Angel, um, Terp Alumni Brothers. That's how we put it down. Terp Alumni Brothers. brothers so. Make sure, that, that, they pay, make sure so. that they pay. So I have a security guard sitting at that table. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, make sure they pay up front. <clears throat> yeah, no doubt. Um, MLB Players Trust, which has been with us from day one, uh, which has been huge. They've, they've, they've been involved. Uh, 5M Power has been with us from day one. Um, Movement Foundation, which is new, which is Movement, Morgment, uh, Movement Mortgages Foundation. Uh, Site One, USA Baseball. Has contributed this year. I played year. the Site One uh, golf tournament the other day. Pretty good. Yeah, good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I played with EA. Oh, you played with the EA Sports. Yeah. You guys got your own little like ringer team out there, don't you? It's like yeah. you and Eddie and if Ross. If we don't win first place, it's a serious. Yeah, Ross. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> He's there for the entertainment. Yeah, we're just supporting. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, He's we're absolutely good. there for the entertainment. Does he? Does he contribute like a putt every He's now? He's funny. And? Oh yeah, he did actually sink. He sunk like a fifty footer, like. Big sweep and left-hand yeah. bender the other day. No kidding. Yeah. That's but he's, I mean, he's good for the laugh. Tiger fist pump on that or no? Oh, no, it was air humps. Oh, okay. <laughs> air, <laughs> air humps. Uh, so I said USA Baseball, Cummings Construction, CBC Baseball. Obviously, we always you know, we always put into our, our, our nonprofit. Um, and Billy Raines, um, who, you know, I said last year, Billy was the first person I met when I got here to Charlotte. And we've been friends over 30 years. So it's kind of... Uh, he's been involved from day one. So we've had a lot of repeat people. And then our, our ticket sales, you know, the Parentos, we go down the, the list of Boynies. Everybody, I mean, there's the so Wayne many. Scott, the, so the, the Wayne Scotts. The Wayne Scotts, the I mean, we, we can list everybody that's, uh, you know, that is always there every single year doing what's uh, what's good. So, listen, raising money's tough, man. It is it is no fun, you know, when you go and asking somebody. Even people that have to give the money away because they make so much, you know, you got to give 5% of your salary away every year. It's it, there's a lot of process to it and grant writing and and, and asking and, and information <laughs> provided, but it, it's always fun to do it in a party environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this so we you know we set up an environment where everybody's feeling good, having a good time, coming together. Listen, we got organizations, we got people from you know from other organizations that are there. We got college coaches, we got you know Cy Young Award winners, former big leaguers, um, Landon Powell, you know, caught a perfect game, and you know there's 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 a great hybrid. Of of baseball on different levels that are out there that night, and it's it's a tremendous uh, it's a tremendous night. We obviously we wish there was an angel that flew in and dropped you know a million dollar check in the basket when we walked out at night, but you know we don't make tons of money doing it, but we make we make money that uh, that definitely helps. I had a phone call this morning before I came here. You know that you know a family that's been good, but all of a sudden you know medical bills and stuff, different things hit them and. You know, they can't afford to be involved. Well, you know, you know, I mean, you and I have had this conversation many times. You know? You're in. You're in, dude. You don't not play here because you can't afford to play here, you know. Now, don't pull up in a, in a Bentley and tell me you can't. Oh, man. Because you know? I'll cut your tires like that. No, I never did anything like that. Wink. <laughs> no, I never cut tires. I never cut tires. Didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't say I'd do anything else. I just never cut tires. But um, yeah, it's, it's so it's exciting. It's a big night. It's a lot of fun. Jack Leggett's bringing his son up. Um, you know, so we'll have we'll have two ACC coaches there. So if we put their records together, because Coach Jackson, who was my my coach when I was at Maryland when it was ACC, will be back this year. And then Jack Leggett, that has you know, I don't know, I don't know how many wins. I mean, I know he's got like thirteen hundred wins as a head coach, and I don't know how many is in the ACC. I would assume over a thousand of those would be 
pretty impressive. So um, it's a good night. It's a lot of fun. We raise money. If you don't come and you still want to donate, you can go to www.udacf.org and, uh, you know, hit the donate button. I mean, no, nobody takes any money here. It all goes directly to the kids and... Um, it's it's fun. It's going to be a good time. We got a rock band coming after that this year. But you'll be in the woods. I'll be in the woods. Yeah. You know, what are you hunting now? What are, what are we hunting? Venison? Uh, Meat? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get. We're not. This no, is, we're not. This is a bad <laughs> rabbit hole for you to go down. Yes. I'll What's your license for? I have an elk? elk tag and a mule deer tag. Really? So that's uh, that's venison. So are they in the same family, the elk and the, and the mule deer? Are they kind of like you know? Um, they're like, they're similar. The elk. Uh, <clears throat> The elk is a, a bigger, heavier animal, though, yeah. so it has more body fat. Right. So the meat is a little more similar to your traditional beef. You know, your traditional beef is what you would you right know, your, your hamburger that you would get at the yep. store. Uh, it's a little, it's a little more similar to that. Is where the the mule deer is a little, it's uh, it's definitely leaner. It's mm-hmm. a leaner meat, but they're in the same family. If you if you didn't tell somebody they were eating it, they wouldn't know. Right. Well, I don't know anything. So when you, would, I, I'm curious now. So you shoot something. Like how far into the woods are you? And how do you get that animal out of the woods? You, you know those hiker backpacks. You know those big, those big, uh, yeah, those big backpacks with uh, the frame on them. Uh, you quarter them out. And you hang, you hang what you can't carry out at the time in a tree, and you you get on, you get on your feet, and you walk. And you walk it back, and then you go back what you put in the tree, or do you leave? It I've, for had, like... I've done, uh, I've done uh, eight miles. I've been eight miles away from a, a, a road. Before. And got the whole animal out in eight miles, and then everything that was everything that useful was, off the animal. Out. What do you do with the uh, the coat or whatever? The, it de- it depends. Um, <clears throat> right, we're getting in the woods here a little yeah, bit. I, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> this could go some on a long time. This yeah, could be a whole other podcast, so, right? Sometimes You're you keep it hunting with John. I thought one year you were just a cook, though, right? One year you went up there and just no, you go. No, I don't. I don't just cook. That's, no, yeah, that's not my job. <laughs> no, that's not my job. That's my job no. at home. <laughs> no. Very cool. That's your job at home. Yeah, I don't cook. I don't do anything at home. I'm good at cooking what I want to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, listen, if, if everybody cooks for everybody else but me. Yeah, that's upsetting. Well, you're on a diet. You gotta go. Yeah, you gotta I'm go on to a diet. Fantasy camp. I'm on a diet. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the redheaded step dad. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we appreciate everybody um, listening again to six point nine, show number six point nine. Uh, uh, nice, <laughs> nice. And uh, we hope to. Uh, we'll be back next week sometime, probably just before the gala. So uh, peace out. Thanks, John. Thanks, Andrew. See you.